Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Hi, Niall. Hope you're keeping well in these old mad times. I was reading in the paper today about an increase in economic euthanasia for animals. Now, Niall, have we gone crazy? That is just a fancy term for that's life. People are so precious these days about their animals. It does my head in. I was in this situation myself last month, and I did what I had to do. The family dog was getting on, 10 years old. She had a tumour and was costing us a fortune, and we decided as a family it was time to put her down. I won't lie, Niall. I didn't think twice about it, because I just couldn't afford to keep bringing her back and forward to the vet. Don't get me wrong, it's not like she was falling over or anything like that. She probably would have got a few more years, but it would have kept cost- keep costing me money. There is a cost of living crisis, and if it comes down to choosing between feeding myself and looking after the dog, I know which one I'm choosing. I'm choosing myself and the kids. Animals are not humans, and people need to get that through their thick heads. We're gone like all the Americans, so uh, we're caring more about the cat and the dog than we do about our fellow man. It's just ridiculous. Can you talk about it on your show? John. Uh, Okay, so the dog was still... I I had a dog many years ago that had tumours, actually, coincidentally. And it did cost a lot of money because we had to keep, because the particular breed of dog, they were prone to tumours um, around on their kind of stomach, on their belly. And it's actually breast cancer. Dogs get breast cancer. And as you know, they have like six nipples, I think, isn't it, or something like that? But they get breast cancer around, around those nipples. And some breeds are more prone to it than others. And we had to keep going over to whatever that place is in the south side, the TUCD, TCD, whatever it is, to get them removed. And it cost a fortune every time. At the time, we didn't have insurance, the dog. It was like 500 quid each time. That was three or four times a year. It was, it was. But in saying that, we loved the dog. So we weren't going to get her put down. Eventually, we got her put to sleep just bef- before she literally died because, let's say, she was 14 or 15 years old and she literally couldn't walk anymore and da, 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 yada, yada, yada. That was the best thing to do at that particular time, right? But we could have done it years earlier and saved herself a fortune, but we didn't. But more and more people are doing it earlier because they don't want the vet bills. They don't want to bring it up because we know that vet bills can be even more expensive than doctor's bills nowadays. You bring your cat or your dog to the vet, it's like 100 quid just for an injection or for the vet just to look at them. But, you know, would you actually go and put the dog to sleep just because you can't afford it or just because not you can't afford it because you'd rather spend your money on something else? You know, there is an argument out there, really, you know, that you wouldn't do that to your mother. Like, if your mother was costing a fortune bringing her back and forward to the hospital... Would you just say to the hospital, listen, do me a favour, would you? Just put her down. You know, it'd be, it'd be so much cheaper. Let me go to John Carmody. I want to get your thoughts on this. 087-188-008. Have you ever put an animal down, put an animal to sleep? 087-188-008. John, hi, how are you? Good evening, Janelle. Um, good to speak with you. And um, it kind of, yeah. this, this kind of smells a lot of, you know, animals are less important than humans. I don't think so, Niall. And, you know, I've, I've just been, thinking there for the last couple of hours when I knew I was going to be coming on this evening to talk about this and thanks for picking it up picking up on this because we're a month away from Christmas um, and regardless how many times uh, animal rights campaigners would have been on the airwaves with yourselves and other radio stations and television and newspapers and websites and blogs over the years trying to hammer home 
various types of messages about not buying animals in the run-up to Christmas, not giving animals in the run-up to Christmas. Um, it's still goddamn happening. And there's a, there's a, on my left-hand side now as I'm speaking to you, there's a concrete ro- wall beside me, and I seriously want to keep banging my head off of that, <laughs> even just at the thoughts of that here we are in 2023. No Here's the thing, John, and I'm, agree- I'm going to actually really agree with you tonight because if you have a baby, if you and your missus decide to have a baby, you will sit. I, I would like to think you would sit down and, and consider the cost of a child. My fella, Nile. Huh? <laughs> I said my fella. <laughs> oh, so no, I'm, I'm not talking about you personally. I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm talking theoretically here. I'm not talking about you personally. Okay, you and your fella, right? But, but if if you're, I mean, if you're thinking of adopting a child or give it, you're certainly not going to give birth tomorrow, John. But if you're thinking of adopting a child, giving birth to a child, whatever it is, you'll sit down and you'll yeah, say, yeah. have we got the money? Right. Your wage. But we don't, Niall. But, but we don't do it with a dog. We just go out and buy it. You don't consider well, you the cost it. of it. And I, I didn't really want to, like, I, I kind of I definitely did want to kind of just get this particular part out of the way, first of all. Are you trying to tell and me you and your fella are going to have a baby soon, John? Is that what you're trying to tell me here? Well, no, 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 of course not, no. Okay. Um, but we're going to move into next year, Niall, and I'll swing back to just the euthanasia part of things in just a few seconds. We'll talk but about you and your fella later, will we? <laughs> <laughs> we can, we're going to swing into the new year, Niall, and it's going to be hell on earth again for um, for uh, adoption and rescue groups all over the country because they're the ones that are going to be picking up the pieces. So here we are now on your show this evening, and it's the first time I've actually spoke about um, economic euthanasia that involves animals, unfortunately. And normally we would have known over the years that it's normally done if people don't have the money um, or if it's probably it's, it's an easier way for them just to, to close the chapter on, on their, their, their connection with the animal for whatever reason. I don't know whether it's for age, behavioral or socialization issues physical defect, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's but unfortunately it's a reality and it and it's still happening in this day and age. And like I said, banging your head off that wall and it doesn't seem to be that this is a, an issue that I would have thought people would have actually grasped onto and that they would have got their heads around and they would have said, you know what? It would be better, first of all, to leave animals off of their, off of their, their, their Christmas list. It would be better um, if I have a big family. The last thing I need now is to be bringing animals in on top of this, putting financial strain on top of families. Yes, it might get us. Um, it might mean that you know my uh, the relationship with the husband and wife might be a little bit better for the the time that the little puppy has been introduced into their breaking um, relationship. Um, Something like that, but it, in the end, it, this is where it bloody leads to, and this is so goddamn frustrating um, at a time when there is more education out there as well. I mean, I I do understand sometimes the position a family can be in. You have her over, you know, for eight years, and everything is bad. It's like bringing a baby into the world as well. It's the very same thing with couples that are already under strain. Sorry, now for yeah, yeah, and, and then all, all of a sudden, Rover Rover starts getting some sort of hereditary illness, which is not going to kill him but it's going to cost you money to keep bringing them back and forward to the vet. And sometimes people go, I don't have the money. I'm far better off. It'll be cheaper just to give her over an injection and put them asleep. You know? So I do understand why people do that, but but I don't understand, if you know what I mean, because as I said earlier on, if it was your mother you or your wife or your husband or your you know, whatever, you know, your son, you wouldn't give them an injection to put them asleep. You'd spend every, you'd sell the house if you had to. I have two or three people that are very close to me, um, uh, and and one has already. I just heard through third parties, obviously from a very reliable source, that they're they're buying a, another puppy um, in the next couple of weeks, um, and nothing. 
it frustrates me more than to hear this amongst many other things actually but you you'd nearly think that people can put two and two together at this stage um and that first because a lot of those people actually just say that they don't have the money now um uh to continue on looking after the animals probably would have went um and picked up a, a newspaper or dundee or whatever the hell um and went through all the different to be honest john i don't agree with you here okay but here's the thing okay but here's the thing too. i don't agree with you i'll tell you why sure if you're paying 500 quid or a thousand quid or three thousand in some cases for pugs and stuff like that right it does go to show that you have the money if you're getting a dog from a rescue for free okay it's a great and wonderful thing to do but it means you may not have any money so i would prefer to know that somebody has the money to purchase the dog when at least that means they they have money so if that goes wrong they can look after the dog do you understand what i'm saying maybe i'm wrong in thinking that no, you're and you're right, and glad. Uh, thanks for picking up on that one because this is another thing that that is connected with this economic e- euthanasia as well. And the, the reality here as well, Niall, is, is that a lot of the people that do go off and buy these, uh, they are getting loans. They they might be able to scrape this money together. They might be putting the money aside for a good number of weeks or months to get this. Oh yes, others do have that extra amount of income where they're able to go off, um, and and to, and to buy that that type of animal. But a lot of the time, they're not people that are are washed with money. Um, but the, the bigger problem thing comes in when it comes down to, the, for instance, the healthcare and when the pressure is put on top of families and to try to sustain this animal and give it the, the, the attention and the time that he or she deserves. And that's where this problem comes in. Then. And it's happening over and over and over again. And I really, at this stage, I can tell you here and now, and I, God knows every type of campaign you can think of to bring attention to this issue and here we are in 2023, and it seems to be that we're after transgressing, if anything, with this particular issue. And mark my words now, if we can have this conversation in February or March of next year, I can tell you here and now that there will be animals dumped outside of um, shelters across the country. Or even pick up the phone and speak with them, or go down and visit these, these shelters, and you will see firsthand yourself the reality of what's going to happen between now and in the run-up to Christmas. And yes, there will be economic euthanasia, unfortunately, in the new year, with people that, that in their minds have made the wrong decision by, by picking out that beautiful little beady-eyed pup <laughs> or the little cat, unfortunately, will land in, um, mm. on, on the doorsteps of these places. Uh, Sorry, not to say now, it's just, uh, first of all, of the shelters, if they're going to be landing on shelters, thankfully, they'll be taken in with, with welcome hands and looked after and obviously be given a second chance. But a lot of the time, people who are going to find these animals, they themselves will go down the road of economic euthanasia before they know it. Okay, but, but stay there for a second, John. Let me go to, an, let me go to another John. Uh, John, hi, how are you? Hi, how are things? Uh, you've been listening to John Carmody. I kind of agree with almost everything he says. Why would you buy an really? animal and then moan about the price of vet bills afterwards and then say, oh, sure, I just put the dog down and save myself money? I mean, you wouldn't put an, a human down, so you know what I mean? To save money. Well, there's, there's no comparison between a human being and a dog or a cat. Like, well, that's bad, well, that's depends on how you feel about your dog, doesn't it? Let's take it all the way. Like, I mean, a human is a human. Like, and saying that like, you mean that... It's a sentient a being, mother, isn't it? A, a, a person's mother. Like, you mean, and a dog, you kind of... put. Well, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're to choose between your mother and the dog, I would like to think you'd choose your mother. But what I'm saying to you is it's still a sentient being. Well, there's a, there's a chap I know here in Tono and he paid, like, he really couldn't afford it, like, I mean, like, he's not flush, like, I mean, he's retired, and he has a lot of health problems as well, and he might need that money, but he spent a thousand euro, like, I mean, when I met him out there one day, with the, with the, he was minus a dog, he used his two or three dogs, 
And I was asking him, I said, where's the tall guy gone? He said, oh, he said, he's at home recovering because I did bring him the tumor to the vet and all, and then he got the operation done. I said, how much did that cost? He said, uh, a thousand euro. He said, but there'll be follow-up as well. You know, I said, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a lot of money, man. Oh, it is, yeah. He says, a lot of money, all right. He said, but you look, uh, I just wanted to do it. Like, well, look, just his money. You could say a grand, but at the same time, like, are you going to continuously do that? And like, I mean, like this guy, I'd, I'd say, like, if the dog had another, to have another operation next year, he'd possibly pay it again. And he really can't afford it. Like, so I mean, the thing is, like, you're paying out money, like, for. I mean, you don't know is the, is the, is the animal suffering in either or not. He do more harm than good. Like, so you, you, there's a double-edged sword here. Like, I mean, you could be keeping the the suffering of the dog or the cat alive. And you could be putting yourself into financial strain as well, yourself. Then it's a, it's a double-sided uh, problem. What would you but, do um, if you were in that situation? Would you, would you I put this? I got two. I, I had to get. I had two beautiful German shepherds. I never got any more dogs. I had one for eight years. I had another for sixteen years. But unfortunately, the German shepherds, especially the, the higher bred, there, they have this tendency, like you I mean, their back legs go, they get arthritis and everything, and. They told them, like, just couldn't walk. And then she said, there was no choice. I had to put them down. You know, no, I didn't like doing it. But, I mean, I had to do it. But, I mean... But that's I'll that's a different kettle of fish. There are people putting down dogs unnecessarily because it's cheaper than going to the well, best. The, well, the thing is, look, you should exhaust all the possibilities first and go to the local rescue centres, like, I mean, and see where they're taking the dog, like, and then check with them to see no, that maybe no one, the dog... No one's going to take a dog away. that's unwell. You know what I mean? Well, well, if the dog if the if the dog is unwell, like I mean, and it's a lot of money involved, like I'm sorry, like I mean, for everyone's sake, the dog should be put to sleep. Then, like I mean, because mm. why would you put financial strain on a household, like I mean, for the dog? It's a dog at the end of the day. It's your okay, choice. well, 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 hang on, well, 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 okay, well, John, let me get back to John Carmody. Well, there you go. Why would you put financial strain on a household, John, when it's only a dog? Like, where, where do we start with this one? It's it, it's pretty much a vicious circle here as well. Like, do, do you no understand the point he's anyone. making, but? I mean, I do, and I'll get to that. If it's between feeding the kids or, you know, looking after the dog. Yeah, and I'll get to that in just a second, but I definitely need to get this one out. Um, there's no one that can listen into these conversations anymore. There's no one that can turn on our TV stations or open up newspapers or click into a web link and hear about animal rights campaigners going on about this and saying that it's the first time they've heard about it because there's been there's been so many efforts all over the world with campaigns and education um, to get people to understand the reality of, of their decisions of, of, first of all, buying these animals. And not only just that, but it's a, it's a vicious, talking about a double-edged sword, Niall, it's actually a vicious circle as, as to what happens, and this is the reality of it. So not only do we have all those breeders that are, that are in on top of this and Ireland known as the puppy farming capital of Europe, um, where we're, we're churning out all these, these hundreds, if not thousands of puppies on a year, thousands of puppies on a yearly basis, and giving you know, people the, the breeds they want and they're going off and they're either getting the money together or they actually might have the money just to go off and buy these animals. And before you know it, then it, they realize that it's too much hassle it's I, was, I know, I was only talking to somebody the other day and he told me he paid three grand for a French bulldog. And, uh, if I can say three grand. And then before you know it, then before you know it, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're either dumping the animals or they're bringing the animals, if they're lucky, to, um, to you know, the, the many brilliant rescue shelters and charities around the, the country that are already stretched. 
And the people that are buying these animals from, bre- from breeders that are buying these animals are expecting the poor charities then to pick up the bloody pieces. And not only just that, that might be the lucky ones that are brought to these charities who are already stretched, but then it goes back down the road of economic euthanasia. And it's not just an animal, um, like John said. And I, I, I don't want to go down this road of having a confrontation, John, with you tonight, because this is an important one that I want to try kind of hammer out here. Um, but I do blame the people in in this day and age that have no, that 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 now know the facts of and the problems associated with with this big mess that we're in at the minute. We're constantly breeding, 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 and this is causing problems. As a result, I would encourage people just to stay away, look after your own families, because there's enough to be doing with that anyway. Okay, well, well, stay there. Let me just bring Billy and stay there, John. Let me just, just go for to your listeners to know that yeah. as well. Yeah, Billy, hi. How are you? Yeah, I was reading this article in the paper today that the person wrote to me about, and that was actually talking about economic euthanasia, which is becoming more common as the cost of living crisis goes up. People can't afford to bring their dogs to the vet anymore, so they just go, ah, 30 quid, just put them down. You know what I mean? I, uh, Niall, I, I, I'm horrified to think that there's vets in this country that will put a healthy animal down. Mm-hmm. I, I well, I mean, when that. you say it, no, when you say a healthy animal, they're not healthy animals. Well, the, the, animal, know, the animal uh, might an have animal. a tumour, which is an ongoing cost. I, I would say an animal that has a, a good chance of survival, I would be horrified to think that a, a vet would put it. Well, when you say a good chance of survival, so you bring your dog to the vet, the dog says it has a tumor, or the vet says it has a tumor. If you don't get it taken out, it'll kill it in the next couple of months or whatever. But I can take it out. You know, you can send it over to wherever it is over there in the south side, Belvedere, wherever it is, and they do all that over the south side, the surgery. It'll be mm-hmm. eight or 900 quid to have it removed. And the dog well, will be, be rosy. I've, I've been on with you before. Um, I've talked about my dog. I've talked about my, my thoughts on people getting dogs and licensing and insuring of every animal should be uh, mandatory when you're getting an animal. Mm. Can't pay pet insurance. You shouldn't be getting an animal. There was, there was also but mention yeah. of that in the paper today that we should make it mandatory to have insurance. Exactly. There's a, a licensing, training and pet insurance should be mandatory for any dog owner coming come, come on. Um, I, I I empathize with the person who wrote into you who you know has has an economic problem, but I would say that that person you know should have probably shouldn't have got. Do you really empathize with them? I, I do because the line the line that says it for me in the email was. Animals are not humans, and people need to get that through their thick heads. But you see, an, an, animals, we, we choose to bring animals into our homes. We choose to take care of them. We choose to have them in our lives. Um, you know, that, that's a choice that him and his, his partner made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, only, the only care that that animal gets, like dogs, dogs, cats, well, cats are a different story, but dogs would not be able to feed themselves without our, without our interaction for, mo- for the most part. They're mm-hmm. completely domesticated. They're completely reliant on us. So yeah. that, that person made, made a decision to bring an animal into his home to raise it, to look after it, and then when it became an inconvenience, he got rid of it. Well, it's not just that it's an inconvenience. When you buy, a lot of people buy dogs, they don't consider the full cost or the doomsday scenarios. And for a lot of dogs, you know, at the age of eight or nine or ten, in and around that age, they get an illness or a tumour, which is very common in some dogs, which, bre- breast which, cancer, which, as I, which, which, as is, which is curable. Which becomes inconvenient for the owner. Yeah, it's so nine hundred quid or a thousand quid. At that at that time, it becomes inconvenient for the owner, and the owner has not considered the possibility of that inconvenience, and is shirking their responsibilities. And I heard I heard John O'Dea on there. I know John O'Dea is is quite pro life, and you know the the, mm. the legislation being brought in on on euthanasia in this country. You know, we're going to start doing this with people who become inconvenient as well. Certain if certain elements of of certain TDs have their way. Oh, well, so, in Canada, know, they're bringing in euthanasia now for drug addicts. That's all we need. Yeah, 
You know? But it's, it's, it's a case now, I think it's just another symptom of a society that has evolved to dispose of things that become inconvenient. Mm. Get rid of them. Don't worry about them. Get rid of them. It's not your responsibility. No, no, no. John Carmody would agree with you on the abortion one, but however. No, I'm not. I know you're not likening not the two, but we I'm went down this road before, I think, sometime ago with John. Yeah. But, 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 it, but it is the case now that if, if you take on a pet, you're responsible for that pet. You're responsible to care for it and to look after it. And as I said, pet insurance should be a mandatory, a mandatory minimum mm. for anyone who has pets. But is that John as a, an animal rights activist? Is that something you've you've campaigned in relation to? Was just pet insurance should be mandatory? I don't think that's a bad idea. It's it's brilliant and it's a beautiful idea, isn't it? Lovely to do that to like we we do it to the things we cherish most, like our houses, our cars, um, and we we take these animals into our lives in the hopes that we can call ourselves guardians, actually, where we can, you know, look after them with everything they need: their dental care, their you know, their food, their and vaccines and prevention mm. of fleas and all this other stuff, you know. So that would be a great thing to do, but it doesn't have to be this way. If I had my way, I would, like, absolutely ban puppy farms and breeders that are doing... Uh, would would you office. ban official registered breeders from selling dogs? You see, in my opinion, we like it, it, and it makes absolute sense. So anyone that's listening this evening can, you know... It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, but no, no, I just answer the question straight. Would you ban official registered with the Irish Kennel Club? Would you ban them from selling dogs? A sheet of paper to say that they're registered. It's meaningless. So long as we continue, um, you know, to kill animals and there are millions in shelters all over the world. But John, John, if you ban, okay, but if you ban registered breeders, if you ban registered breeders from selling dogs we'd eventually run out of dogs. You're talking about taking them from a rescue centre, and absolutely I agree with you, by the way, if you have an option. You know what I'd say? But we'd run out I of dogs eventually. I worry about that when that time comes, to it because I can tell you here and now that that, that is a far-off thought. Um, until we can empty our shelters, and God, they're, they're God-sent, to be quite honest, with the, the amazing shelters and mm. charities around the country that are, that are rolling their sleeves up, and they're picking up the pieces of a reckless society, and that is going to be the case until we okay. can stop well, let, well, let me just put that question to Billy. Hang on, so I want to put that... Billy, he, John makes a point there, I suppose. Adopting. Registered breeders, well, puppy farms, of course, I think we all would agree they should be banned. Uh, and they are banned, it's illegal. But, Billy, you know, he's saying that even mm-hmm. registered breeders with the Irish Kennel Club, for example, we should stop that from happening. And I do understand the point he's making to some degree because we're basically look, look, flooding I, the market I, I, with, you know, beautiful-looking dogs that cost three or four grand. And a lot of them end exactly, up in, in, yeah. in rescue centres too. Niall, I, I, I know someone who has a French Bulldog. The French Bulldog has had more health problems. Three grand for a French Bulldog, like, now, by the way. Well, that's, that's if you're the looking. cost to get a French Bulldog. Yeah. If they have breeding problems, if they have esophageal issues, the, the cost of vet care goes up exponentially for those dogs. It's the same with pugs. Mm-hmm. It's the same with King Charles Cavaliers. There's a list of breeds. There are a list of breeds that have been bred into in, into near. They, they can't. They can't. They can't even breed anymore. Yeah. Without without human interaction. Now, look, I'm I'm, I'm on, on record as having a German Shepherd, and I know John O'Dea mentioned there previously that they were a breed that was. Uh, that was bred quite badly as well in the past. I mean, they, they have huge that, problems with their hips, don't they? Or they they can do. Not yep. all of them do, but some of the some of the show lines can do. The working lines are less likely to have hip problems. No, so can really I depends. ask you this? These are all hereditary diseases from inbreeding. But, 
Yeah. But but now, like human humans also have hereditary diseases. Yeah, but we don't inbreed. Yeah, but we don't inbreed. Well, we're not meant to. We're not meant to. But it it is a case. It is a case now that we all we all are of the human species. So we are kind of breeding. With, uh, yeah, but with, it's with, but it's illegal and immoral to go for designer babies at the moment. Yeah, it, uh, it, and you it, know, it, I mean, I know Hitler was into all that kind of stuff. You know, he was looking for the Aryan race, and that's essentially what we're doing with dogs. We're breeding the Aryan race, so people but, want labradoodles and stupid things like that. You know? Actually, no, I'd, I'd, I'd have I'd have less of an issue with a labradoodle than I would have an issue with a pug or or a French bulldog that's been bred to have a, a shortened snout. Or to have particular breed. Oh, what was that other thing they did a few years ago? The teacup dogs. Do you remember those ones? I, I, so they were basically what they were doing was taking the runts of all the litters and breeding them together to make dogs smaller. Yeah, and there were they, these little dogs that literally fitted into a, a teacup. They'd die after two years because their organs were so small. We, 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 have, we have created dogs, breeds of dogs that have massive issues because we bred for desirable characteristics. So you're agreeing with John then? You're agreeing with him. Registered, bre- well, registered breeders are doing that. I, I am, but there needs, there, but Niall, there, there are other examples of registered breeders in in Canada with French bulldogs that have bred out the the, the, the shortened snout. You know, it's very hard. No, this this doesn't work, and this is where it gets frustrating for animal rights campaigners. This regulation doesn't bloody work. It's so frustrating to hear that when you know that when in, on paper it looks fantastic, but when this goes into reality, when you get behind the scenes, when you pull across that curtain, when you jump in over that that metal gate and you go in, you know, through the the mucky fields and you 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 you're brought into these bloody places, you can see the reality of what happens. You don't get to see oh, the behind I'm, the scenes, I'm, and when people are opening up the newspapers of the completely completely you're, you're so good. I'm, I'm yeah, completely opposed no to the puppy oh, no, farm. Hang on, sorry, sorry, one at, a, one at a time. Sorry, sorry, Billy, what are you saying to John? I'm completely opposed to puppy farms, John, and but I, I do think that there there are breeds out there that have been bred for certain purposes that have, you know, a, a working purpose. And I don't have an issue with dogs like that. I do have a problem with I, overbreeding of dogs, definitely. And, you know, there's, as, as I said, there is a, 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 an issue in this country where everything is disposable and everyone wants a puppy. They're not willing to look after the puppy after it gets through that six-month puppy phase where it's no longer cute and cuddly. And that's why the shelters are every year overrun with, with new dogs coming mm. in. That's You're making so much sense. Tackled. You really are. And it's lovely to have this conversation. Actually, I'm really enjoying this now. And But we, we need to get this out of our heads that there's a such thing, in my opinion at least, there is no such thing as a good breeder so long as we have all these millions of animals in shelters and pounds um, all over the world waiting for a second chance in life. But if I can say this, Niall, as well, you know, Niall, I was a big fan, and I said it to you a good while back, of your, your shows that you used to have for Halloween when you'd go down into the, you know, the... The, the, the castles, parent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one, I got on the Classic Hits 4FM app, and it crashed because it was so popular. Why don't you, you know, in, in, the, in the run-up to Christmas visit a shelter and you can see the reality yourself and you you know you've actually got this now listening to him you're you make so much sense in what you're saying you're you're spot on as a matter of fact and you're and, and i've always said that about a lot of the things you say you're up and um, your viewpoints are brilliant on a, a lot of things you know and i would love for you to see you know you which firsthand the, the the reality and the problem of us buying these animals um and and mm. and 
yeah, to visit a sanctuary in the run up to Christmas. And I know, and but but John, I, and I and I, I might take you up on that offer. But here, but here's the thing, John. I do agree with you when it comes to puppy farms. I do agree that if people want a dog, don't be listening to your child if they want a blue spotted something or other. You, you but get your child the dog out of the uh, rescue centre because that's where you should be getting a dog. But I also do agree with Billy that there, as well as being some erroneous breeders out there, there are some good registered breeders out there as well who really oh. care about the animals. Well, what do they really care about now when they know that in, in, in pounds animals are still being killed um, when they also know that children that's not their are fault. at the things? Lot, yeah. I, I know breeders who will not sell you a dog if they genuinely believe you're not going to be if you're not going to keep that dog. They they well, I can like 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 when you're adopting a child, they'll check everything. They'll check your house. Oh. They'll check everything. John, oh, just like there's, there's bad, just like there's bad owners, just like there's bad owners in the world, John. There's bad breeders as well. Just like there's bad breeders, there's good breeders and good owners. And, and you know, it's, oh, they, they, there should be no more breeding sword. so long as we have all these animals, and we shouldn't be doing it on off the animals' backs anymore as well. I remember a good few years ago, we worked in an investigation. It was actually around a centering of adopting instead of encouraging people to adopt instead of buying and all animals and breeders and stuff. We opened up a a particular newspaper. There were so many adverts um, in the double page spread of all these particular types of breeds of animals. And there was different phone numbers uh, for every breed. And it seemed to be that that there was one person answering the phone for for all these different breeds. But yet it was almost advertised as if if it was a certain, you know, different breed. It was, it was just mostly what we've seen, and we released the results of this, and we went out to the public, we were on the streets in the rain and the cold and the snow, and we were kind of asking them and pleading with them to use a bit of cop on to join the dots, to bridge the disconnection, and to stay the hell away from these poor, these these bloody places, and to um, go in if they really and truly want an animal to go into a shelter and give that poor creature a second chance in life, but stay the hell, hell away from breeders. Okay, but sorry, two, two of you do me a favour. Let me just, I, I want to get back on track of the conversation. Anyway, back to Martin. Sorry. Martin, hi, how are you? Good evening, Niall. I'm well. Thank you very much. Back to the, the original conversation, of course, was in the paper today, and then somebody sent me an, an email about the article in the paper, which is economic euthanasia, that, you know, some people just don't predict that the dog will end up with a tumour or something that needs a lot of money spent that will save the dog's life. And instead, they'll say to the vet, you know, I can't afford the 900 quid for that thing. I'm sorry, 30 quid, put him asleep. Yeah. Well, let me preface what I'm going to say with, on one thing, I do agree with John. I think uh, all these puppy breeders and what have you, there should be really, really stringent laws with regard to that. Mm -hmm. I think I would doubt that the majority of dogs in this country are licensed. So I think the idea of mandatory insurance is a non-starter. Great idea on the books. Never going to work. But my purpose for for getting in touch tonight, um, several years ago, John was on the radio with you and I took part in a conversation with him. And the topic was uh, using animals for um, experimentation, using drugs for humans. I remember that, yeah. And I asked John his opinion on abortion. Oh, here we go. John... He was he. I would. I'm. 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 Don't being be unfair. Now let's stick to this. Out. Don't be unfair to him. No, no. Hang on. I didn't no, bring him I'm on for that purpose. No, 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 no. We're t- we're talking here about an issue. If we're talking about go on, I'll hear, I'll hear you out. Go on, go on. Okay, I would say that John obfuscated at the very best, 
And he said, well, it's not for him to judge if people can't afford to have a child and they become pregnant. Now, I'll put, okay, it's, it's a made-up scenario, but it's a scenario. If, let's say, a woman or a couple had a dog and the dog is getting on in years and the dog has medical problems, which are costing a lot of money, and they're pregnant, they're expecting a child, and they're facing, obviously, expenses in the future. Yeah. I'd like a direct answer from John. Which does he think that that couple morally are responsible to support? The dog or the unborn child? Mm. I'd just like a direct answer. That's, that's really all I'm asking. See, I... You're, look, first of all, this is not about... John Carmody's of this world or anything no, no, but you see, John, John, you see, hang, sorry, if I could just say for a second, you see. Sure, sure. I, I, I think, you see, I find it very hard to have any respect for your opinion if you can't give a direct answer. There is a moral, there's a moral issue here, right? The moral issue is the value of a human life over an animal. That's the actual, that's, that's the issue here that I'm discussing. And what you're doing is you're saying you're going to you're going to make out there two separate issues. I've just asked you, but it, it's a very simple question. I, I I can't I can't understand why you have difficulty answering the question. I'll answer Which, the dog's going. Uh, that's fair enough, Niall. You've you've given your answer. I understand that, but I'm I'm interested in hearing John's answer. No, you see, I, I'm not really sure if I follow you here, but here's what I want to try to do here. No, I, I, I think I'm Martin is making a point in relation to people's opinions when it comes to abortion, right? And and look, I, that's not the reason I brought you on, obviously, John, but people would be aware, you know, of, of your position because you campaigned at the time, all right? That's fine. But I think Martin is making a point is, you know, we spoke earlier on that in that email, the person turned around and says, we're gone like the Americans, we're caring more about the cat and dog than we do our fellow man. So... Martin is making the point is, which is more valuable, I suppose? Well, let's not put a price on, on any of them, all or... Um, John, the, uh, John. We value You're, I'm sorry, it's a, sorry, Niall. I had, you are putting a price on it. You are putting well, a price on we're it. We're not. By re- it, John, John, respectfully, by refusing to answer the question I've asked, you are putting a price on it. I've asked you a very simple question. For most people, it wouldn't be difficult. I'd respect you if you answered one way or the other. I'm just looking for a, def- a, a, declar- a declarative, definitive answer as to which, if you were to, if you were to, it's, hear okay, it's, well, okay, I, I don't have too much time, but it's a very hypothetical situation, John, and I understand that. So it is you, hypothetical. Oh, well, no, it is. But John, and I think, in fairness to Martin, he's always very respectful of people when they come on the air. You know, John, don't be afraid to answer the question either one way or the other. It's a hypothetical I'm situation. Not, You're in the situation where I'm actually not. You can I, only afford one or the other. One of them has to go asleep. The the unborn child or the dog. Which is it? You see, the thing. Look here. Here is the reality. Don't be the politician it's, about it's, okay, it, John. I've been fair to you all night. Don't be a politician about it. You're always Niall. As a matter of fact, for the last fourteen years, you've been fair, and that's the God's honest truth. Let me. Okay. It's. I'll give you another example. Right. I'm glad actually you're after picking up on this now because I'm kicking into another gear now as I speak. It'd be like if we were out in a boat. Right. It was myself and the dog in the boat, but you could only save one. Who would you save? Would I jump out of the boat or would I let? Would I throw the dog out? The reality is, I'm going to actually throw the dog out. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about anyone else, the reality. 
reality is we're going to save those closest to us, which is going to be the, 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 our mom or dad or son or daughter. Yes, absolutely, we're going to go ahead and we're going to save that, the, those that are closest to us. But the reality, and thank God for this, Noel, is that we're not living in that, that situation where we have to, we have to make those, those decisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that is not. So can, can I just get this? Okay. Well, I, well hang on. Now, Martin, I think, I mean, Martin, I think that's a reasonably fair answer. Yes, he would put human life before the dog's life. In in that situation, what, 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 now hold on, Niall, hold on, hold on. Oh, he spoke about more. himself or his mum or his dad or brother <laughs> or sister. Oh, I'm speaking both. here specifically, specifically about an unborn child, right? Not about him really, having to throw a dog overboard. He just said, "Put anyone with said, a beaten heart in on that and and run with it." Is is what I'd say to him. It, Whoever has that beaten heart, then I want to save almost instantaneously. Yes, that is the God's honest does, truth. Does, does that include an unborn child? Absolutely. 150%. It's our closest, our loved ones. Yes, I'm going to do that. But we're not in that situation in this day okay, and Martin, I think. Okay, well, Martin, let's not just, just let's not pontificate about this much longer. He's made, he's no, given, no, no. he's given you a fair, he's given you a fair answer. I understand the predicament John is in, of course, because he was a campaigner. So I do understand the predicament he's in. I think it's a bit, it's a bit unfair to do that on this particular issue. But in saying that, Martin, he's given you an honest answer, and I think he's been fair. And I, I appreciate that on I appreciate the honesty. And here's the thing, Martin, as well. And I, it's it's too serious for us to try to kind of you know drill it down and trivialize it down to almost that situation. No, but that is not what we're we're, we're John, not respectfully, that. respectfully, I beg you that face with that anymore. You know, no, but you it's see, just respectfully about refusing to support breeders. It's simply about and I you know, if you are looking agree. to take an animal into your life, okay. go down to a shelter, okay. go to a rescue centre, and get that animal Okay, well, Martin, uh, getting back to the topic, do you think it's morally wrong to put a dog don't asleep? Be, don't be breeding animals. Is it morally wrong, Martin, to put a dog asleep that you could save by spending a thousand quid? Oh, if you have the thousand quid, absolutely. No, if you don't have the thousand quid, if you don't have the thousand quid, if you have to well, borrow it, it, it or well, something. Well, Niall, if you don't have the thousand quid, you don't have it. But if you didn't, I mean, have, but if you it was your mother and she needed a life-saving operation, or your unborn child, and they needed, an, or your wife needed an operation for the unborn child, you'd find a thousand quid, wouldn't you? I would. I would certainly do my best to find a thousand quid if it was for a human being. Yes, but we don't do well, that for I'm a sorry. dog. Isn't that the point I'm making? This is what they call economic would, euthanasia. No, 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 no. Hold on. I would do my best to find the money for a dog, but I would not put myself into substantial debt knowing that yes okay it's we're, we're not talking about a one-off scenario here where maybe a dog gets a bang of a car or something and you have to bring it to the vet and the vet has to set a bone or whatever if it's an ongoing issue look dogs okay well, like let, well then let me let me give you a hypothetical situation martin yes so your wife is pregnant with your first child and you have a dog and your dog develops tumors and the vet, you bring the dog to the vet, and the vet says, "Oh, I'm sorry, the dog has tumors, because dogs get tumors. It's quite common on the breasts; they get they get tumors, right?" And he yeah. says, eh, "It'll cost you about eight hundred quid to have them removed." And he says, "But the problem is, and he said, the dog will be fine. He'll recover. He'll be grand for maybe a couple of years, and they might come back again. And then you might pay another eight hundred quid, because that's exactly what happened to me with a dog. For about five years, it was kind of seven, eight hundred quid every couple of years, right? And then at the same time, your wife." who's pregnant with your first child, has a complication in the pregnancy. And unfortunately, it's not available at the public hospital because you've got to go and get it done immediately. So you've got to go to a private hospital. And they say, well, you've got to pay 800 quid for this particular procedure. It's hypothetical. Otherwise, your wife could lose the baby. We'd have to terminate it. You know, you should lose the baby. 
So you've only got one eight hundred quid. Niall, yeah. there's a lot of un- well, un- there's a lot of unlucky people in the world. <laughs> I know. I'm just doing to him what he did to John. <laughs> okay, so you've only got the one eight hundred quid, Martin. We're looking for the okay. I've only looking got... for the, the worst case, the lowest common denominator. Oh, I know. Right? I mean, I didn't, didn't start this. The, I didn't start we're this. Talking, well, this isn't the we're case talking for the majority hypothetical. of people. We're, we're talking a hypothetical here, okay? So I tell you what I would do in that situation. The 800 quid would go on my wife and my unborn child. The dog would be taken home, loved, made as comfortable as possible for as long as I could, taken care of, and when the dog passes away... The dog passes away. End okay. of. Okay, fair answer. Okay, but, but okay, but getting so, so I, I just wanted to just give you the same question. That's all. So in, I think we need to calm down here, though. I know. Yeah, we're all got off on a tangent. Getting back to economic euthanasia, the problem is, Martin. Do you agree with John that we're overbreeding dogs? Registered uh, breeders yes. shouldn't be able to sell them. Yeah, um, and absolutely. That we, and we should only be using the pounds and rescue absolutely. centers. Absolutely. On that on that issue, I absolutely. Entirely concord for this. what John has to say. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and that is as simple were... as what we need others to go with as well. And the, 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 and this has been such a really lovely conversation tonight, and I really enjoyed it. And and I, I really do hope that the, the thousands that are listening to the probably show right now, that someone can take something kind away from this conversation as well, which is in the run-up to Christmas even, the fact that we're literally staring it in the face. I only put away the Halloween costume, I think it was yesterday, and now <laughs> we're getting out the Santa costume. Three and a half weeks away, but, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Here's the thing. And you know what? We'll probably have this conversation again, frustratingly, and to talk about the problems um, of people buying after Christmas. But now we have a chance to not do it, to not go there, to hold back from going looking for a, a breeder and to hold back from, from sticking a puppy into a bloody present box and sticking a little ring oh, on top stop. of it. Stop. The thoughts of that actually put chills to my spine. Billy, do, have you ever taken a dog from the pound, a rescue dog? I, I haven't now. My, my first dog is the one that I have here. Um, he was the last one left in the litter, so take take from that what you will. Yeah. Um, because, That's okay. because he is an all because he's an all black dog, no one else wanted him. So oh, I, right. I did. Um, what I what I will say now, if if I can give a call out to one one of the the rescue charities in Dublin called Dogs Angels Ireland, you'll find them on Instagram. Um, they do fantastic work. They mm-hmm. fundraise to give vet care to to dogs quite frequently, and their bills are are usually quite high. You'd be surprised how much caring for a lot of dogs will, will cost. So it's it's a good cause. Um, I, I want to just put a quick one out. I'm not going to mention any names, but just be careful where you get your dog, the rescue you get your dog from, because yeah. some of these rescue centres are industries as well. Do you understand where I'm going with that? Yep, and, and, and so, so, some of them are. Some of them are. And some We're of very highly paid CEOs. As, 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 as has been alluded to, there are people with... On unscrupulous morals, whether that be mm. breeders, owners, or or mm. owners of of, uh, of of shelters for animals. So yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me just go to Maureen as well. Maureen, hi. How are you? Hi, now. How are you? Good, Maureen. You've been listening to John there. I'm, so, I'm sorry for keeping him so long, but I think it's worth keeping him on the air to me. Um, just in relation to what they call economic euthanasia, and this guy saying sure it's only a dog. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. if you were stuck for the bread for the money, would you put the dog down rather than give the dog the operation? Well, I have, look, I, I, I give up having dogs. I have three cats because um, the cats are easy for me now because mm-hmm. um, dogs require a lot more looking after. Yeah. I mean, you're not able to do a lot of walking enough with your dogs, so the cats are yeah. easier to keep. Well, some people um, like cats, some people don't. Yeah. yeah, I love cats. 
I threw my lap and there's one beside me. I'm surrounded by cats here. But, well, if, if, look, it's as simple as this. One of them gets sick. And one of them requires a treatment that's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money. First, I'm going to try and work with my vet. See if I can pay it off. Not in a lump sum. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can do that. You can work with the vet. Your yeah. vet, you know? Yeah, some vets are I like do that. that. Yeah, good and like they that. agree that that's fine. But if they're telling me, oh, God, no, you know, it depends on how much it is. You know, they might do it maybe for a couple of hundred euros, maybe four or five, but they may not do it if you're going to the thousands, which you can do with vet bills. Because I've known people who have spent thousands um, maybe keeping their, their dog or cat at home maybe for two or three months, and it's costing them thousands. And if they have the money, that's fine. But that's all very well for the person who hasn't got it. And then the person like me who may not be able to pay it off, I'd be allowed to pay that amount of money off mm. by the week. By, that's up to the vet. And look, if I'm not putting, I, I couldn't put myself into debt anyway, Niall. I wouldn't be able to afford it or even borrow it. So in my, I would be saying, well, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I just can't. I love them dearly, but I won't put myself into that position. I, 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 what, I, what do you think of the, the line in the email from your man that says animals are not humans and people need to get that through their thick heads? Well, uh, well, it, you know, I, somebody mentioned there tonight that, um, who was it, that animals are actually being placed above humans in a lot of cases. Mm. You know, that, that well, I, I, I agree with that. Like, uh, humans are humans. I don't understand uh, anybody putting an animal's life above a human's life, by the way. I don't either. But I hear yeah. people, you see, my child, and I'm going, are you off your rocker? Mm. You know, my child, my little furry child, and the fur babies, oh, that drives me daft. They're not your babies. And well, some people do call them their fur babies. Yeah, they're, I call them my companions. They're not my babies, and they're not my pet. They're my companions, that's what I call them. But I wouldn't put an animal, I, see, I really wouldn't put an animal above a human. Humans are first. But there's no uh, that one, sounds there's cruel to be, it's cruel, it's cruel, like, but it's, that's my opinion. Okay. And I yes, well, sorry, John, what are you trying to say there? <laughs> but the, the, the thing here, Niles, is that, and with respect to Maureen, is it? Maureen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there is no one, on, well, I don't think there is, at least, anyway, and I, I hope I, I, I didn't get that. Um, uh, there is no one here on this on this chat tonight that are, that, are, that, are, that are comparing one or pitting one against the other. It's not about that at all. Um, and so you, you I didn't don't say it was, I know there isn't, I'm just giving my that, opinion on it. I'm good, but just to let you know, because this is an important thing for us all to take home, you know, that there is no one pitting one against the other here on this one. There's enough room for us to consider the whole lot, actually. Mm. Yeah, but mm. let me let me just go to Carl as well before I go to the news. Carl, hi, how are you? Miles, how are you doing? Good. Carl, you, you've been listening to the conversation so far. Have you any thoughts? Yeah, first of all, I think the conversation uh, of comparing adults to, to dogs should I don't know how that's been on air. Are you on a speakerphone or in the jacks, Carl? Which I'm not too sure which it is. <laughs> you sound like you're in an echoey room. Or... One second. Yeah, I'm that's down to paint yeah. roll. I'm not doing painting since 8 o'clock this morning. Oh, it's got to love you. Okay. Sorry. I hate painting. Yeah, that's much better. I hate painting, by the way. Can I just point out? Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, can't go on. So no, go up. Just the point of uh, comparing ad- adult life to uh, animal, animal life is just Shouldn't shouldn't be on the table here. Mm. But um, now look, I I got a pet from a breeder, and I was after a particular breed today. It's a Staffordshire. I had one when I was a child. Yeah. Um, and I was after one for ages. And now this breeders, I won't I won't go on the topic of breeders for too long, but this breeders that 
they, they, they really want your bank account details before they, they uh, give you a dog because they care about the dogs that much. So I do understand the point John is making, by the way, in relation to, and in particular, staffies are quite popular at the moment. How much is a staffie these days? Well, I got my one for 800 but Wouldn't be my cup of tea, particular breeder. Yeah. Oh, come here. He's a baby. Ah, he's, no. He's, he's... No, he'll take your arm off if he doesn't like you. <laughs> well, that's your inexperience at, <laughs> with the breed. Um, well. and, and to be honest with you, I, I get it as well. They do get a bad rap because mm. most likely it's 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 couriers who... Of course, yeah, it's couriers that tend look, to... Well, I'm not saying you're a courier car, by the way. I'm just saying it, no, they, they no. do seem to be the courier dog of choice, don't they? That goes with them. Yeah. Look, as I said, my father had one when I was about 10 years old. Mm. And... I used to put tracksuits on it. I used to stick pencils in its ear, ears. I used to wrestle the thing. Everything. It wouldn't look sideways at you. It, it, like the, they're yeah. actually known as the nanny dog. But anyway, look. I mean, the, the the idea that somebody would put a dog down rather than pay seven or eight hundred quid for an operation. You know, if the dog needs uh, it. So I would say, on that note, I think we have blanket responses in this country. Like it's too black and white. Or one rail for whatever. Like, <clears throat> we can assess the situation. And, and like, if somebody genuinely has a dog, my, my mother has a dog and she has her 14 years and she's very sick. She's blind, she's deaf. She gets up out of bed and she just stands there. She tries to take a couple of steps and she stands there and she just wets the floor. Now, I've been pleading with her to get her put down because she doesn't have a quality of life. She's just sitting in the corner all, all day and it's breaking me in last heart. Like, but. Mm. The yeah. dog doesn't have a quality of life. Like, so what I would suggest is. So, if that was your dog, you'd put the dog asleep? Oh, I would. And man has been asking me, Matt, to, to get her put down. Like, she's. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm just curious before we get to the news. John, just, just finally, because I, I have to wrap sure. it up in a second. But, John, just in relation to euthanasia generally for dogs, you heard Carl saying about his mother has a 14 year old dog that's blind, deaf, and, you know, and it's constantly peeing itself. So, it's incontinent, right? And can barely walk. In that situation, is it okay to have a dog put down? Absolutely not. I'm glad, I'm glad that one of the last questions that you asked actually on this one, I would be 100% of that kind release from this cruel world, this unforgiving world. But of course, that animal would have, would have known nothing but love with the, 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 the sorry, did you say it was his man, was it? His was man, it, was it your yeah. Man? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, that dog would be leaving this world not knowing a bad hand, but, but love and care and everything else that would have went with mm. it. But I'm totally, I would be totally in support of all that for sure. And um, and given that poor animal a uh, release from this world for sure yeah. but now if it yeah. just come back in to make the uh, point there that that, that I, I had a suggestion like like if we if we had some sort of program where if, if someone came to a vet or whatever to have their dog uh, euthanized because of health issues then they should be referred to uh, a an, an adoption program where they, where they say like okay if you want to have your pet put down for health reasons or whatever uh, you sign up to maybe adopt another dog. You you'll, find, you'll find, Carl, that most people who lose a dog don't want to get another one immediately. They want to wait a few months. Or why? Well, well, Some well, people might. I well, don't know. What, what I'm saying is to, to uh, as, a, as a factor to prevent... Yeah, no, no, I, it's, not, it's not a bad idea to sign people up like you would sign people up for donors and stuff like that. Now, now. real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.